And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also GRN's Director of Mission Development. Um, Now, I want to thank everyone tuning in from Marble Falls. Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Yavaldi, and right here in good old San Antonio. Uh, we are grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. On this program, uh, we do try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on within the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And on today's program, we'll be speaking with Rafael Becerra. Uh, He is a seminarian for the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Uh, He's going to be joining us to talk about his own journey of faith and discernment. And uh, we're going to discuss with him uh, Blessed Anacleto Gonzalez Flores. Uh, Blessed Anacleto is one of about 40 martyrs who gave their life during the Cristero War uh, that occurred in Mexico. Mexico during the late 1920s. So this is sure to be a great discussion, and I can't wait to oh, yeah. dive into that with him. But before we get to that conversation, let's go ahead and get today's program started the way that we should do all things, and that is in prayer. Uh, and as we pray, you know, ask that the Lord would make his will known to you and pray for the grace to accomplish his will and loving obedience. So join me now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father of all nations and ages, we recall the day when our country claimed its place among the family of nations. For what has been achieved, we give you thanks. For the work that still remains, we ask your help. And as you have called us from many peoples to be one nation, grant that under your providence, our country may share your blessings with all the peoples of the earth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. St. Thomas the Apostle, pray, pray, pray for, for us. us. Our Lady, the Immaculate Virgin, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, I am joined in studio with, uh, you know, GRN uh, General Manager for the South and Central Texas Listening Area, uh, Mr. Gordy Zambrano. Gordy, tell me uh, you know, all about your weekend, man. How was it? <laughs> hey, Sean, it was a great weekend. Just, you know, relaxing, did some yard work, did... Uh, a little bit of this and that around the house, but uh, for the most part, just a, a great weekend. You know, it's a holiday weekend, so a lot of people are obviously hitting the road and uh, getting together with family. And uh, I'll tell you, we had a big surprise. My niece, Kristen, came in from, uh, actually, she just did her tour with the Navy. And so we were celebrating uh, this past weekend that she's uh, now here to stay and uh, going to be great. How about that? So your niece comes in after serving, uh, you know, her her, her yep. tour uh, and now uh, getting ready to celebrate, you know, uh, our nation's Independence Day tomorrow. In fact, uh, I bet that's got to feel pretty special for her, right? It's awesome. She's excited. She'll be going to Texas A&M, San Antonio, got accepted. So wow. using her GI Bill, you know, it's a good that. thing. You know, I... Uh, my uh, my weekend was wasn't that exciting, you know. Uh, yeah, I should have asked was, you how was your weekend. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was busy. You know, I was busy doing uh, some you know some honeydews, yeah. if, if you will. But the the sad part about it, all right. This is no. This is how you know that uh, you're getting up there uh, in vintage. Let's oh, say I know uh, what okay? you're going to say. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, I told you, uh, you know, just yeah. the other day, uh, you know, I was shopping. We we replaced uh, you know one of the uh, uh, appliances or so, uh, you know, in, in the house. Mm-hmm. And I was adjusting the box uh, while I was in the cart with just my one hand. And believe it or not, 
I tweaked my wrist, man. I mean, I don't even know it. It was. I didn't think it was that heavy, but maybe it was just in my head. Yeah, uh, but yeah. has that ever happened to you? Oh yeah. At all? Shoot, I tweak my body all the time. It's, <laughs> when you're up in age, you know, you just doing yard work. You get up the next day and you're like, "Where did this pain come from? Why does my back hurt?" <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah, that's right. You know. Uh, also, want to talk about uh, you know a, a few things that you know going on. So here we are. This is the first Monday of the month, uh, and uh, here in the month of July, uh, the church uh, gives us this month uh, to celebrate. And it's dedicated to uh, the precious blood of Jesus. Now, the Feast of the Precious Blood of Our Lord was instituted in 1849 by Pope, or excuse me, by Pius IX. Uh, but the devotion is as old as Christianity. The early fathers say that the church was born uh, from the pure side of Christ, and that the sacraments were brought forth through His blood. Uh, you know, I, I love to yeah. I love to dwell upon things, and I think you know, in the short time that you've been with GRN, you know, we've had some very good discussions. Uh, already but when when I think and contemplate uh, the precious blood of our Lord uh, I can't help but you know first of all uh, see a you know how that was you know kind of foreshadowed um, you know in the Old Testament right. with the you know with the Passover lamb uh, and the in the Passover the sprinkling of the blood right. you know on the doorpost uh, there when uh, you know God uh, delivered his people from from Pharaoh and such uh, you know, during the, the the Passover, and how the sprinkling of the blood on the doorpost now, as uh, again foreshadowed, you know what what Christ does with you know with, in giving up His own blood, right. uh, and those who participate in His blood through, of course, uh, you know Holy Communion and such. I mean, we are to be saved. You know, just like Christ said, you know, in the Bread of Life discourse, uh, He who eats my flesh and drinks my yep. blood will, ha- you know, I will raise him on the last day, uh, and he will have eternal life. You know, what I mean, uh, what, what type of thoughts do you have on that? Uh, you know, as we you know get started uh, in this month of July, Gordy. You know, we uh, we celebrate the. Uh, month of july right and uh you know it's it's just it's such a huge sacrifice that he did for us and i mean i'm you know i posted it on facebook and i got people commenting that hey it's uh you know the precious blood of christ it's uh it's our life living blood i mean he he gave his blood for us he shed his blood for us for our sins he died for our sins and that to me is just huge yeah, absolutely. So I, would, I do want to talk about, you know, a couple things, uh, you know, that are going to be taking place. Well, of course, right. uh, today, if you have a chance to, to go to Holy Mass or, or to, uh, you know, go over the, the readings for, for today, uh, today we do celebrate uh, the feast of St. Thomas the Apostle. Interesting thing about St. Thomas, I think, uh, is how, you know, he was with Jesus for, 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 for those th- three years that he was with him. Um, and yet, you know, after, uh, you know, after the death uh, of our Lord, uh, as they were locked up and out of fear for the Jews, you know, there in the upper room, uh, and they tell him, hey, Thomas, you know, and I, again, yeah. I, I try to paint this scene in my head. Hey, Thomas, brother, you never believe it, man. We yeah. saw him. He was here. And what does he say? He you doubted. Know? Yeah. He, yeah. You know, unless I put my finger in the, yep. you know, in, in the mark in his hands and put my hand in his side, I, I won't believe and then, uh, you know, what does, uh, you know, what does the Lord do the, the following, you know, the following, on the following visit? You know, he says, Thomas, come here, right? He guides right. him, right? He, he guides him. And I think there's this beautiful painting that people have seen, uh, and that's out there, you know, uh, you know, that's depicting this, this scene. And, uh, you know, just as, you know, uh, I heard on, you know, during, uh, mass that was, uh, aired today, uh, this morning, you know, it's, in this beautiful scene or this beautiful image, it's Jesus guiding the hand of Thomas. Right. Putting his, you know, his hand in his side. It's like here, 
you know, don't, I'm guiding you to, I want you to believe right. this. I want you to see that th this is real. Uh, and what a beautiful scene, uh, you know, that, that is for all of us. I also want to discuss, you know, tomorrow. Tomorrow we do celebrate uh, Independence Day. Uh, and, you know, what an awesome celebration it is. There is so much to be thankful for uh, with so many things that, you know, seem to be uh, bogging us down, things uh, going on within the culture. Uh, we, we do you know, we do give God uh, all thanks and praise, you know, for, for still living uh, in this country where we can uh, still celebrate the freedom right. of, of religion, uh, though at times it seems like it could be daunting. But, you know, we're, no, you don't, we're not having, uh, you know, people necessarily, you know, you know, die uh, for, for the faith, you know, as they did in the, the, the first century. Or uh, what's very interesting is the topic that we're going to talk about with our guest, Rafael. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about Blessed Anacleto, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Gonzalez Flores. Uh, and in fact, I mean, he, along with uh, about 40 other mortars, uh, you know, just south of the border, just a couple of hours, you know, south of us, they gave their life, uh, you know, for, for the faith. And they were, you know, by their blood, uh, did they, you know, give witness to, uh, you know, their belief in Christ, the King. Uh, you know, right. so that's going to be interesting. But I say all that uh, just to make mention that tomorrow, uh, you've maybe you know you have been probably hearing some of the uh, announcements being aired, uh, but the movie "The Sound of Freedom" opens tomorrow, July fourth. Uh, this was a movie produced by uh, Eduardo Verastegui and is starring Jim Caviezel. Uh, Jim Caviezel, uh, you know, many of you have known, you know, portrayed Jesus in the movie "The Passion of the Christ." Uh, you know, he actually stated that behind. His role as Jesus in the Passion. Uh, this role was his second most important. Uh, this movie is actually based on the true life events of uh, Tim Ballard, uh, who quits his job as a Homeland Security special agent to embark on a personal mission to rescue children from the scourge of human trafficking. Uh, so again, you could find more information about the movie. I'm sure you could just uh, you know search online uh, for The Sound of Freedom. Uh, there's several theaters uh, that are going to be uh, showing this movie, and it's not just a one-day event movie. Right. So uh, there's, you know, I think throughout this week, uh, there's going to be several, uh, you know, theaters that are going to be showing it. So again, a a way to not just, uh, you know, talk about, you know, what freedom really me means, but it's a it's a time to really reflect on those who don't have that freedom uh, because of no choice of their own, really. Right. And we're talking about the most innocent uh, among us. We're talking about the children, you, you know. So sure. uh, it's said about two million children are uh, are, are taken in and 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 taken in and, and put into uh, you know uh, human trafficking each and every year. And we're talking about right here in the United States. Yeah. So I mean, this is just unreal. Uh, so again, I encourage you to, to look into that. Uh, also want to talk about the Pilgrim Center of Hope's, uh, Pilgrim Center of Hope, their Catholic Women's Conference uh, that's going to be taking place toward the end of the month. Uh, this is a two-day event taking place on the weekend of July 28th and 29th uh, there in the Phoenician Ballroom at St. George Maronite Church. Uh, this is a, a, you know, this is a a conference that has been known to really uh, lend healing, lend support, and offer a place where women can gather, women of faith can gather to be inspired. Uh, again, this is going to be awesome. Uh, for details on that, you can go to CWCS, or excuse me, CWC. 
sanantonio.com and click on uh, events. Uh, Miss Mary Jane Fox uh, is going to be speaking, um, and Father Paul Melgarejo of the you know of Saint Matthew Catholic Church is going to be speaking on prayer. Uh, His Excellency, uh, you know, Bishop Gary Yannicka will also be there uh, speaking. I believe he's going to be offering mass um, and a a reflection on on consolation through our heavenly our heavenly mother's heart is going to a presentation is going to be given by sister elizabeth ann dockery uh she's a sister of the disciples of the lord jesus christ uh and then so many other speakers too so again for the women out there all right this is for the women Catholic Women's Conference uh, taking place July 28th and 29th, um, and that is a Friday and a Saturday uh, at St. George Maronite Catholic Church uh, in the Phoenician Ballroom. Go to cwcsanantonio.com, or you can call Pilgrim Center of Hope at 210-521-3377. What else we got going on, Gordon? Oh, that's going to be a great celebration. The uh, Another celebration that's coming up that's going to be huge, Axe Missions, which is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And if you haven't been to an Axe Retreat, get to one because they are phenomenal. But they're celebrating their 36th birthday celebration. It's going to be Saturday, July 22nd at the Oblate School of Theology. They're going to kick off with a 4.30 p.m. Mass at the Immaculate Conception Chapel. Then they're going to have a 5.30 p.m. celebration or reception at the Whitley Theological Center. Uh, 6.30 to 9.30, they're going to have dancing and a raffle. Should be a great event. Tickets are only $50. That's Mm -hmm. it. 50 bucks. Now, if you need more information, go to www.axmissions.org. That's axmissions.org. Or you can contact Catherine Castile at 210-342-1077, extension 129. Should be a great time. I encourage everybody to look into this and uh, do give uh, Catherine a call if you would like to attend. That's right. Uh, you know, Axe sure does know how to throw a party. Um, You know, so we're, we're talking about, you know, a couple of these events, uh, Gordy, that uh, are taking place. Um, I'm going to assume you've never been to a women's conference. Uh, right? No. But you sounded pretty excited. <laughs> I just went it. to a men's conference in Uvalde. It was fun. <laughs> you know, we talk about uh, Axe, and I know Axe is uh, near and dear to, to your heart. Uh, yeah. Why are you so enthusiastic when you talk about Axe? You know, because in uh, 09, well, I'll, I'll go before that. 07, I was asked to go to a retreat by three guys named Frank, and it was uh, yeah, I told him no. I always had something else to do, but you know, it was just excuses. But yeah, it was great. I went in 09, director in 13. I encourage so many to go. Amen. Well, that music means we're going to go to our first <laughs> break. And when we come back, we're going to introduce our guest for the day, uh, Mr. Rafael Becerra. Don't change the station. We will return. Hi, this is Trent Horn from Catholic Answers. Has someone ever told you, I'm not pro-abortion, I'm pro-choice? If this happens, you should ask the person, what's wrong with being pro-abortion? If they say, nobody likes abortion, keep digging, even if it gets awkward, and calmly ask, well, why don't they like abortion? And don't let the person simply say, it's because bringing life into the world is a good thing. Abstinence also prevents life from coming into the world, but abstinence is not like abortion. Abortion doesn't just prevent life from beginning, it violently ends a human life waiting to be born. 
Once the other person is willing to accept abortion does this, you can ask him, what is the difference between supporting violence and merely supporting the choice to commit violence? This has been Trent Horn with a Catholic Answers Pro-Life Minute. For my free booklet that will make you better at defending human life, visit whyweareprolife.com. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. When we see how crazy this world is, we can be tempted to isolate our family on a desert island and leave it all behind. Well, that's not really practical. But one thing you can do is take your family away on your very own family retreat. The goal of this retreat is for growth in your family identity and relationships and to give you time to intentionally pray together as a family unit. The four parts of the family retreat are family bonding activities, prayer, teaching, and fun. We've learned that if you're going to pray with your children, you also need to play with them. When parents develop these four aspects of their weekend away with their kids, the results are amazing. Devoting time to your family has a lasting impact on your kids, especially if you make it a tradition every year. To enable more families to do a family retreat, we have put together a short guide to help lead moms and dads through their own retreat planning process. To access this free download, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. And welcome back, folks, to your live and local program in his vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. Uh, join in studio with uh, GRN South and Central Texas General Manager Gordy Zambrano. And uh, here uh, we're going to be bringing on uh, momentarily uh, our guest for, for the day, uh, you know, Mr. Rafael Becerra, uh, a seminarian for the Archdiocese of San Antonio. And he's got a lot to say. Uh, but, you know, I want to kind of tee it up a, a little bit. You know, uh, you heard me during. During the you know during the intro, um, you know, blessed Anacleto uh, Gonzalez Flores, uh, one of forty uh, individuals who yep. you know who were martyred for the faith, uh, you know, in the you know late 1920s. So again, we're just talking about uh, you know about a hundred less than a hundred years ago. Okay. Uh, and what was going on at the time uh, is a, a sincere and harsh, uh, you know, persecution of Catholics uh, there by, uh, you know, the, the Mexican government. Yeah. Um, I think it was President Calles, uh, you know, at, at the time. Uh, so, again, that kind of just lays the ground as to, you know, what we're going to be discussing. So without delay, let me go ahead and welcome to the program, Rafael Becerra. How are you doing today, Rafael? I'm doing great. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Gordy, for, for your invitation. Yes. I'm very glad to be with you. To being in these facilities of Guadalupe Radio. I'm very well known about what are you doing, evangelizing people, bringing the gospel to those who are maybe driving, maybe in their homes, maybe they are at job, maybe they're just taking some fun and they're, they're listening to your program. And with these discussions, they can listen to the voice of God and they can reflect on the gospel and the, and on the word of God, who is always alive and who, which is always speaking to us directly. So today's gospel is is speaking about St. Thomas. And St. Thomas was one of those who have had at that point, you said, he had a lot of doubts. And he was doubting about Jesus, but it's interesting that he lived with him for three years. He was one of the, right. his apostles. He, Jesus washed his feet. Jesus was, had the last supper with him. He saw the miracles of Jesus. And at the end, he had doubts. 
as many of us, we have doubts about our faith. We have many questions about our faith. And it's very important how Jesus addressed that. He said something to his brothers, apostles. And the next week, Jesus, without knowing, without anybody saying to him, Jesus appeared to Thomas and said, repeat those words that he has said. And the doors were closed. So that impressed him. And he saw him right in front of him. And he answered, my Lord and my God. Oh, so yeah. today is a great day to remember and to remember that we, if we open our hearts to the action of Jesus, he will always amaze us. Mm-hmm. And he will make us to say, my Lord and my God, I believe. And Jesus said to Thomas, you believe because you have seen. But blessed are those who believe and they have not seen me. Blessed are all of us because we haven't seen in the way that Thomas did. For sure, we see Jesus in the Eucharist. For sure, we see Jesus and we hear Jesus in the scripture. And we see Jesus in all of the baptized because we are part of the body of Christ. So today is an amazing day. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for having me here. I'm very happy. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, that's a, you know, what a, what a great opening, right? You know, uh, I was just going to yeah. say, hey, you know what? You know, take the rest of the time and just keep talking, you know, what I fail. But, you know, I, I, I want to ask, and that is, you know, beautiful reflection uh, in, in what you're saying, because I, I didn't even mention that. But yes, you know, he was the one who said, my Lord and my God. Uh, and how many of us, uh, you know, when at the elevation internally, you know, say that to ourselves and, you know, my Lord and my God, yes, I believe. Uh, you know, I and one of the prayers that I, I think um, you know I, I tend to pray uh, is that Lord, I do believe, but help my unbelief. You yeah. know, I do believe, but help my unbelief. Because uh, again, uh, there may be uh, you know those times where, like Thomas, you know, you have those. Um, you know, I don't want to say doubt like a big D doubt. Uh, but those little D's like, you know, how, how can this be? But, you know, you, you give that, that act of faith. Uh, you, you mentioned that. Uh, yeah, just what a beautiful reflection indeed. You know, I want to get started by, you know, maybe introducing yourself, uh, you know, to our listeners. I had mentioned that, you know, you're a seminarian here in the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Uh, but let's start well before that. You know, I'd like to learn more about uh, you know, what your upbringing was, uh, you know, how was the faith lived out, uh, you know, a, as a young man, as a child, you know, what was the faith like and how was it practiced? Uh, and tell us where you're from, Rafael. Well, let me tell you that I am originally from Tepatitlan, Jalisco, Mexico, which is a, a beautiful town, amazing town where the faith is well lived. The people is really inspiring people. All those type of people, they have this type of faith in which they want want to live what they believe and they are always open. They are people who work a lot and to who express their faith in a popular piety. So in that community in Tepatitlan at that point when I was born, uh, let us situate it. We are in Mexico, in the west side of Mexico, a little a little in the north, northwest side, that is Jalisco. And Jalisco in Tepatitlan is a small town close to Guadalajara. Guadalajara is the state capital. And 
And in that town, the values, the religiosity is very well lived for the people. Most of the families are big families. Mm -hmm. So I'm come from a family of 10 children. So wow. we were wow. 10, 10 children. We were, we were 10 uh, siblings. Two now are living in heaven, but we are eight. And also I have a twin sister. So I grew up in a very Catholic community mm -hmm. in which 99% of the people is Catholic. So at that point, I didn't meet anybody who were not Catholic wow. until I was in college. Oh, Before wow. of that, I never knew anybody who were not Catholic. Yeah. So I was very close to my parish in downtown. The parish has 340 years of wow. existence, was founded that long time ago. And it was a very we can say conservative parish. Sure, sure, sure. And my parents imagine my parents Imagine on Sunday morning, 7 a.m. in the morning, there there are masses, 5.30 a.m. in the morning, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, noon, 1 p.m., <laughs> 6 p.m., 8 p.m., just in my parish, wow. just in that temple, just Every in priest. that church. And <laughs> on Sunday, we usually, we used to go a mass, my parents took us, all of the children, 7 a.m. in the morning, imagine the parents would... 10 children uh -huh. behind them going to the pews and we seated in the in the left side and the chimp on the left side of the church and uh, in the last pew and that was a uh, the good memory that I have is a good memory that I have of my childhood wow. I grew up in that type of community right. I bring the the bulletin of the parish to the to my neighborhood so i knock the doors all of the neighbor all around <laughs> my neighborhood after mass imagine 8 30 in the morning on sunday somebody knocking the door at your home in the neighborhood saying hey this is the bulletin of the parish <laughs> they say <laughs> by the interphones or wherever they said Put it behind the door. No, I will wait for you. You need to pay it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I want they my $2. To get up. Good for you. <laughs> they needed to get out to come to get yeah. the bulletin and to pay. Yeah. It was a small quantity, but they paid. And we did it. My twin sister and me, it, that was our weekend task. While my mother prepared breakfast or brunch, we go. We went to to give up the the bulletins so i went for a late school in the elementary school but then in the in the middle school i went in a religious school catholic school and it was a very good experience but then i grew up and i was in a young adult group which is very interesting is called acjm ACGM, which was founded by Anacleto Gonzalez Flores oh, almost 100 wow. years ago in Jalisco, Whoa. in Jalisco. And I was part of that movement, which was always all just men, just firstly teenagers, then young adults. And we were accompanied by my 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 pastor at that point and he became my spiritual director he always encouraged us to live in holiness mm -hmm. he always asked us how are how is your holiness today are you holy today oh i'm trying to do that do you need any confession yes i need it. okay and he yeah he heard our sins but then i grew up i went to college i started 
a bachelor's degree in international business. Then I started another technical career in accountability, then another technical career in, in communications. Then I like politics. So I worked in the government for about nine years. Wow. I was part of a political party, the conservative party at mm -hmm. that moment. And I was part of the government. I work, I founded an institute for the youth and I work in that for three years in my city. Then the governor invited me to work in the state founding institutes for the youth. And I work in that for in that for about nine months, and then he invited me to work in his office, in, in pushing or promoting the citizen participation alongside with the government, and it was a great a great model that was taking some of the some of the things that we did, the other states wanted our same example and it mm -hmm. was a, a great experience i could help many people by there and i was convinced that when you are catholic you can bring the values of the gospel to the to the to the government yeah. to the institution where you are working and trying to sanctify those places mm -hmm. it's very easy to be holy in the places where everybody is holy right But it's not that easy to be holy in the places where there are people who have another faith and who has no faith and also who right. people who is corrupted and people who do not want to do the good. Yeah. So in those type of places, you can be an authentic Catholic. And one word which is very important is congruency. Congruency yeah. is important to continue living what you believe even in those places. Yeah. Furthermore, you have to live your values and be an example of congruency for those people. So I work in the government for more or less nine to 10 years. And then I studied a master's degree in politics and public management. I had a, a TV show in the Catholic Channel in Maria Vision in Mexico too. It was very successful. And at some point in my life, I founded a movement for defending uh, life, the unborn babies, for defending religious freedom, for defending family, and for defending all of the liberties. Sure. So this movement was called Dilo Bien, Say It Right. And it was very popular in Mexico. Uh, we had 28 states who were, were associated with us. In Mexico, there are not right now 32. So 28 states had a representation of the Lobian and we have certain alliances with different movements and the movement is still exists. So the young adults were promoting values, defending, defending freedom, defending, defending life. It was a pro-life movement and it became a program in TV in Maria Vision. And that was my program about my TV show. And it was very successful too. But, and I also had seven, I was dating with seven, I had seven girlfriends at different points for sure. But the last one, my, I was dating with a lady and that relationship was for about seven years. Mm. Uh, we were, she was my fiance. Wow. I purposed her uh, and she said that yes, we were about to get married. And finally, I felt that God called me to go to the seminary. 
that he was very specific asking me to a person, a man who I didn't know at that time. And he was saying to me, you are 100% of mine, but I need you to go to the seminary to become a priest. Go to the San Juan de los Lagos Seminary. And that person, that man said, I will be your sponsor. Wow. And I said, it might be true that God is speaking to me through this man since last night I couldn't sleep, praying to God for my vocation. Last, uh, last night I went to Mass with my spiritual director in the anniversary of Anacleto Gonzalez Flores. Oh, wow. And I, that Mass I offered that for my vocation. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. What timing? Yeah. I, I couldn't sleep that night and during the day, the whole day, that Monday, July the 14th, I was just thinking in what God was asking me to. And I said in, in, internally, I said, no, I, I don't want to become a priest because that means many changes in my life. And I was afraid. How many things do I need to change? I have a position in society. I am popular on TV. I work in this place, which is very important. I had certain power at that point. And people invite me to to give talks, to Mm -hmm. give lectures, to give a conference. And I was popular in that way. I had my fiance at that point and said, what does this mean to go to the seminary? How many things do I need to resign to go to the seminary? God, is that true that you are? And I was in that trouble, living that trouble that I said to the lady that was in front of me, who was my guest for my TV, my TV program that night. And I said, hey, would you like to go to the Blessed Sacrament? I need to go. Mm-hmm. And there is one beautiful church in Mexico, in Guadalajara, which is mm-hmm. the Expiatorio. And it has the second greatest uh, monstrance in the world, wow. the second biggest, the second biggest monstrance in the world. And I said, I usually, I used to go to a mass at the, at the place, at the church. And I said, I need to go. I went to there and I kneeled and I said to God, God, I really trust in you. Just let me know what you, what do you want of me? And I will do it, whatever it is, I will do it, but not put me in trouble. Just let me know in the language that I speak to understand you. Yeah. I'm not saying, Paul, I won't hear your voice, yeah. but I want to understand what are you asking me for. 30 minutes after, I was with a, in a conversation by inbox, Facebook inbox, with a man who, who I didn't know at that time, who was telling me, you are 100% of God, but you need to, be, be, you need to become a priest. And I said, oh my gosh, is you God who are answering me to wow. this guy? It might be not true. It is truth. And he said, without knowing what I was thinking, and he, he typed it. Truly, I tell you, you are 100% of God. But I have to tell you today that you have to be a priest. Go to San Juan de los Lagos Seminary, and I will be your sponsor. Wow. wow. It was true. God was speaking to me. Wow. You know, uh, that music means that, uh, you know, we got to go to a break, but it's such an interesting talk. So if you want to hear more, continue to tune in and don't change the station. We will be right back. of Truth invites you to explore the miraculous 
while attending their exciting 17th Annual Catholic Family Summer Conference at the newly renovated, family-friendly Hyatt Hill Country Resort and Spa. This year's intriguing theme is Miracles Do Happen, Grasping Catholicism's Supernatural Treasures, and will be held August 18th through the 20th. For more information, visit fullnessoftruth.org. That's fullnessoftruth.org. This is Bishop Andrew Cousins, Chair of the National Eucharistic Revival with this month's Eucharistic Moment. At every Mass, the priest says, Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. The sacrifice of the priest is the same sacrifice offered on Calvary, offered in the person of Christ. But what is your sacrifice? At every Mass, you are invited to place on the altar your offerings, your joys and sorrows, sufferings and blessings. In fact, you're invited to offer your very selves along with the priest in the offering of Jesus Christ to the Father. My sufferings offered up for the good of others would not have value on their own. But this is the power of the Mass. The offering of my life is united with Jesus' offering and becomes fruitful for the salvation of our world. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to invite you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernandez Sardina, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, to strive for holiness and grow in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also be a part of the conversation with questions or comments at 877-757-9424. And welcome back, folks, again to your live and local program in his vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program. Every Monday at noon, uh, we were having this wonderful conversation with Rafael Becerra. Uh, he's a seminarian for the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Uh, and Rafael, uh, you know, would you kind of continue where we, we left off? Yes, let me tell you that that day I decided to do what Jesus was asking me to. I resigned everything that I was doing. I went to San Juan de los Lagos Seminary. I was very happy for four years. But again, the vocation is something dynamic. It's not something that just happened yesterday. No, it's something dynamic. I continue pray to God to ask to save me, to let me know what He wants of mm-hmm. me. And at that moment, when I was studying philosophy three. I felt that God was calling me to come to the United States. I didn't know why. I didn't know what was his reason. But I answered that call. With the help of my spiritual director, we decided to resign after finishing Philosophy 3. And I came to San Antonio. And I have been here in San Antonio answering the call of God. When I arrived, I didn't know anybody. So I arrived following the call of God. And I has been very welcome. I have been delighted during these four years years that I have been here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And now I am going to start in Theology 4. That means that I will be ordained as a deacon, God's willing, on September the 9th, 10 a.m. in the morning, St. Matthews. How about All that? of you are, are invited. Oh, awesome. And God's willing, I will be ordained as a priest next year, maybe on Monday. We don't know for sure, but maybe on Monday or no. Maybe on May, sorry. Okay. Maybe on May next year, I will be ordained as a priest and I will be 
a priest for this Archdiocese of San Antonio. Well, praise so Jesus I'm very for happy. Awesome. Yeah, well, we're excited too. Uh, what an interesting you know story. I mean, we could spend a whole uh, hour just talking about your own vocation journey and your your journey of faith. But uh, I know when you and I spoke, uh, you know, last week, and we've talked about this before. Um, your your interest, you know. Uh, you know, in Blessed Anacleto Gonzalez Flores, right? Uh, in fact, you, you wrote a book about him, um, you know, which is, uh, right now it, it's in Spanish, but the, it's in work right now to be translated, uh, in, into English. And this is Anacleto Gonzalez Flores de la Palabra a la Transformación Social. So, um, yeah. the word from the worth to social transformation. Oh. Yeah, I, I like that, and it's not—it's not a very you know thick book, which is good for me. So when it's finally completed, <laughs> you know, I will be sure to uh, you know yeah. get a signed copy from you. Okay, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, could you tell us uh, first where the interest uh, you know in you know Blessed Anacleto, uh, you know, developed? How did that develop for you? Uh, I know I see here. I mean, he's from your same hometown. Uh, you know how amazing is that? But you know that love and appreciation for him, uh, and and kind of tell us. All about, you know, uh, Blessed Anacleto. Yes. Firstly, I would like to say that he's a patron, blessed man of Leyte in Mexico. So the bishops in Mexico, all of them agreed to have him as the model for all of the Leyte in Mexico because he was a lawyer, he was a father, and he was a husband. Mm-hmm. He was a model in all yeah. of those roles. Yeah. And he was also very smart, very intelligent. And he had this virtue, which was congruency. Congruency. He was a martyr. But we can say that his martyrdom is a result of all of his congruency during his life. So martyrdom is certain type of highest, the highest gift that God gives to some people. Sure. Some elected by him because they they are worthy of that price of that right. uh, yes and this is one of those type of men that we need to know a little bit more about him. So he was from a poor family in Mexico in Tepatitlan, Jalisco, Mexico, my same hometown, and he also he grown in his faith. He received the sacraments of initiation in the same parish that I received, San Francis <laughs> wow. of Assisi. And, cool. and he grew up in there. And then at some point, one priest came to that parish to give a mission and he got converted. He got an, he had an encounter with Jesus and he converted him. And he went to San Juan de los Lagos seminary. He started there for five years and right there he was a companion he once of some of his classmates were for instance saint pedro esqueda who was a martyr also of Mm -hmm. la cristiana saint toribio romo who is a patron saint of the migrants and also those these two saints were his classmates Different years, different classes, mm-hmm. but they were in the same seminary. Then he was very smart. Th- at that point, that in, in just three months, he learned how to speak in Latin. Wow. L- l- and he, when some of his, uh, of his professor weren't able to come to class, he took their places and he, he, he taught. To his classmates. Yeah. So he was amazing. He was an organizer all of the time. He had this passion, but at some point he discovered that his vocation was not priesthood, but be a layman. 
a very congruent and committed layman. So he went to Guadalajara. He studied in Guadalajara law and he prepared himself, but he started to organize society. First, he organized uh, a small circles of study with his friends about different types of, of things, different matter, philosophy, literature, and history, and about different matters. And he founded, helped to found the ACJM, A C J M, which was founded in 1913 and by a father who was Bernardo Bergoin in Ciudad de Mexico, but he founded it in Jalisco. But at some point, he was gaining this type of popularity among Catholics in Guadalajara that all of the people were around the master. He was the master for Guadalajara. And at some point, the government wanted to, to try one of the Constitution's articles which were against the Catholic, the religious liberty. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to, do, to make a try in some of the states. And it was in 1918 in Jalisco, they made a law in which they prohibited the priests to, to say mass. They uh, didn't want that stranger priests were celebrating in Mexico. They wanted to be out and they didn't want any type of religious cult outside of the church, in the streets or whatever. It means no pilgrimage, it means no images, it means no masses outside of the church, yeah. of the temples. So, Anacleto Gonzalez Flores organized a boycott. We see that, we can see that in the movie For the Greatest Glory, in which Eduardo Verastiqui is um, the character of Anacleto Gonzalez yeah, Flores, right. and we can see him, Anacleto Gonzalez Flores, leading yeah. many people uh, behind him with the word boycott. That means we have this civil pacific rebellion yeah. against the government in which he invited all of the citizens in Jalisco to do not buy anything which is related with the government. Anything while the government don't put out that law, he they 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 won't continue by anything or using any services that the government is is in charge of. So the government had to put out that law. That law. The article was the article 1913, and it was very well known that they put it out because they couldn't maintain the government at that point. So this was a battle that Anacleto Gonzalez Flores won with the help of all of the community in Guadalajara, with the Catholics organized very well in a pacific way. It was a protest in a pacific way, but they were very active. So that gave him a lot of leadership and he started to be the leader of the Catholics in Mexico. He organized many Catholic congresses in Mexico speaking about different topics because the Catholic social teaching was at that moment very popular too and they used the documents of the of the of Pope Leo the thirteenth and they promote different activities and it was very successful. This was a very conservative conservative society. But at some point a Freemasonry member Plutarco Lias Calles ah. became the president of Mexico in 1925. So he articulated a law, a stronger law 
using the Article 130 in the Constitution, which prohibited all of the religious expressions because the president had this type of hate in his heart for the Catholics. He wanted to shut him down. He wanted right? to shut him down. Yeah. So he didn't want Catholics being outside in, the, in, in Mexico. Right. But it was incomp incomprehensible because 99% of the Mexicans were Catholics. Yeah. So we can understand when mm -hmm. we understand that he belonged to the Freemasonry and they didn't want Catholics to grow. So they started another religious, other, another types of faiths. So we understand now that in Mexico, Protestants, they didn't come as a natural way. No, they were brought by the government in a way to diminish, the, the government wanted to diminish the power of the church in the social, in the social level. So at some point, Plutarco Lias Calles, with that hate that he had in his heart, he pushed a law against Catholics, diminished the number of priests. He didn't want any cult outside, any worship outside of the churches. He prohibited image, images. He prohibited uh, any type of pilgrimage. And the church decided, if we do not have, to have, if we do not have freedom, to believe in what we need to believe and we, we, we want to believe, we will close the churches. So they closed the churches around Mexico, all of them, in July the 31st, 1926. So at that point, Anacleto Gonzalez Flores, he had founded an organization which was called the Popular Organization, which had 500,000 members wow and they could know the orders of the boss who was the leader who was Anacleto Gonzalez Flores in about two hours in the whole state of Jalisco but this amazing organization because they didn't have internet cellulars or in most of the people they didn't have phones so they were very well that organized that they can know the instructions of the leader in two hours and they did what the leader said. So, in the national level, they recognized the leadership of Anacleto Gonzalez Flores and they asked him to be the leader. So he was the leader of the movement of defending religious freedom in Mexico. And he was very successful. They said, no, the government has not the right to push down our beliefs and our religious freedom. So finally, the president took him prisoner by the soldiers and they took him prisoner on April the 1st 1927 and it's amazing let me tell you how was his his martyrdom the night before he has written now we need to be truly Catholics true Catholics tomorrow it will be late because tomorrow the mouths of the strangers will open and they will chow down those who of us who have the truth. Mm. We need to be truly Catholics. The next day in the morning, the government took him, put him in, which is now the building of the, the, the whole city in Guadalajara. They, they beat him. And then they took him to the Cuartel Colorado of Guadalajara. They pulled him up. They, 
they hung him by the thumbs. By the thumbs. By the thumbs. And he was hanging in there, and they peeled his hands oh. and his feet, and he was bleeding. And also, they pierced him in the side, pierced him in the side. And was, when he was hanging, he said to the soldier who was doing, who was leading that, that, that martyrdom to him, he said, I know that very soon I will be for the greatest judge who is God. Be sure that you will have an advocate in me who will advocate for you before God. Is not that that amazing commandment that Jesus said to us, love your enemies. He was hanging in there. They were martyrizing him. Yeah. And then they took him back to the, to the ground and he asked to be the last one and to be killed because there were a lot of other men and they they accepted he was the last one and they they shoot him with a little bulls and finally he was able to semi incorporate it and ha lift his left hand and say by second time the americans hear this cry out I died, but God never died. Long life, cries the king, and then he died. Wow! And uh, actually, you've got you've got a relic of a uh, blessed Anacleto in front of us, right? Would you lift that yes. for those uh, viewing I have on a Facebook first Live? First great relic of Anacleto wow. Gonzalez Flores, who uh, which uh, which is a uh, part of his bond, and it was given to me as a gift from the Archdiocese of Guadalajara. Praise to promote Jesus. his life, Amen. Uh, and uh, what a what a great what a great life indeed that was. Now you you did write this book, and uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left. Uh, I'm curious, uh, you know, Rafael, you know, uh, to be a martyr for the faith, and the way you so you know you you describe uh, you know his life and his martyrdom, uh, it's very strong. And I think it, it's so amazing how, uh, again, this was less than, I mean, this was less than a hundred years ago, just south of the border, right? Uh, and here tomorrow we celebrate our own, uh, you know, Independence Day. And part of that, uh, you know, uh, you know, part of the makeup of our, our freedoms is that the religious liberty, you know, the, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's so amazing how, again, uh, our neighbors to the south, you know, were truly fighting for this. Uh, and, and yet I think, um, it's important for us to, to remember, and I'm so glad that we've had this conversation. Uh, with just a couple minutes to go uh, in, in the conversation, uh, Rafael, uh, what would you uh, you know suggest for, for those, uh, or wh what direction would you point them to to learn more about uh, this wonderful martyr of the, the church, uh, and what other projects do you have uh, you know pertaining uh, to Anacleto or your own personal projects? Yes, for sure. Some invitations that Anacleto teaches with his life is courage, passion and congruency. We can leave those three values that there were the values that Anacleto Gonzalez had. For sure, you can learn a little bit more on Anacleto Gonzalez Flores in the internet. I had my book, you can find it in, and uh, you can find it in Amazon. And it is just now in Spanish. We have other books about Conquer, conquering the Liberty is about religious freedom. Some of the writings of Anacleto Gonzalez Flores, you can find it in Amazon. You can find it also another writings, writings of Anacleto Gonzalez Flores, The Mission of the Woman. And you can find this new one. The newest one is The 
social action, the strategy, how the Catholics, we can present this Catholic solution for society. It's very important, very interesting. We are working in a new project in Mexico, uh, who is in charge of the laity in the Catholic, the Bishop's Catholic Conference in Mexico, invited us to make a project to, to take this strategy for all of the laity in Mexico. We, we are working in that. I am working in writing a book which will be about the family of Anacleto Gonzalez Flores and it will be entitled Anacleto Gonzalez Flores, A Man of Family. And then we will have a series of Anacleto Gonzalez Flores we recorded last summer and it will be on live in EWTN on November, in November. How about that? EWTN, awesome. uh, is, is that in Espanol? In Espanol. Okay, yes. so EWTN uh, Espanol, uh, you're going to be seeing more of and hearing more from, you know, uh, Rafael Becerra. So, Rafael, I can't thank you enough for joining <laughs> us today. This has been super interesting uh, to learn more about, you know, Blessed Anacleto uh, Gonzalez Flores uh, and his witness again uh, for the fight of not just freedom, but religious freedom to be able to practice the faith. I mean, I love what you said. I mean, it is time for us to be truly Catholic. Catholics. Amen. Uh, what are your takeaways, Gordy? Wow, I loved, uh, you know, his la- his dying words were, long live Christ the King. Viva Cristo Rey. Rey. That is beautiful. Beautiful. I, I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you very much for sharing that. Those are the words of the Cristeros. That's why the they are called yeah. Cristeros, because they said that the last words were, Viva Cristo Rey. Hopefully, all of us, we can say all of the moments of our lives, Viva Cristo Rave, long live Christ the King in my heart. If Christ live in my heart, he will live in society. Amen. Amen. And again, Rafael, thank you so much for for joining us today. Uh, Again, thank you, dear listeners, for for tuning in. Uh, We will be back again next week. Uh, That's Monday, every Monday at noon. Uh, And for those who are going to be out there celebrating our nation's Independence Day tomorrow, uh, you know, stay safe, stay hydrated. All right. And uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. God bless all of you. God bless. God bless you. I was searching for something that seemed to be just one step away. Perfect soulmate, the ideal job, that big adventure. And just when I thought I found what I was missing, I realized that I was never really fulfilled. Then I discovered what I was searching for was really faith in God and belonging to a church. You can find what you've been searching for too. Come and see at CatholicsComeHome.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Dr. Christopher York, an ENT doctor practicing in medical and surgical treatments and disorders of the ears, nose, and throat, with an emphasis on thyroid and parathyroid surgery. Dr. York is also past president of the Catholic Physicians Guild of San Antonio and can be reached locally at 210-499-4589. Thank you, Dr. York, for your support of the Guadalupe Radio Network. One year after I graduated Catholic High School, I eloped to Las Vegas, Nevada. My husband was not Catholic, and at the time, I didn't really think that it really mattered 
which church we went to because we all loved God and we all loved Jesus. And that was the start of my journey out of the Catholic Church, where I remained out of the Catholic Church for over 30 years. When I um, started to read the Bible, I could see that our Catholic faith is steeped in Scripture. I could see some of the sacraments in Scripture. I could see some of the liturgy in Scripture. I learned that the Catholic Church was started by Jesus Christ, who gave the authority to Peter, and it has continued in succession down to the present day. And that was the start of my journey home to the Catholic Church. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Faith. Hope. Charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.